This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on the conscious parenting journey. Conversations you'll hear on this show are all intended to offer you tools for moving forward, expanding your lens, and shifting your narrative to one of possibility, connection, and empowerment. When we bring deep listening, acceptance, and courage to our relationships, we are doing our part to evoke it in the world. I am thrilled to partner with you on this path. Oh my gosh, episode 124. You guys, we did it. We made it to the end of the year. Holy moly. I can't believe it. I'm so excited to bring you one of my favorite returning guests for the show today. But before I do that, I just wanted to say that I love you and I so appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope that you are having that you have had a beautiful holiday season and are really looking forward to the new year. I know that I am. I'll be back next week with some thoughts on this last year and some thoughts looking ahead, some goal setting, some intention setting. Can't wait to be with you again. And uh, yeah, just thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up for you, for your family, for me, for this community. Feeling really, really grateful. All right. My guest today is Lori Petro. Lori is passionate about conscious parenting, and you'll remember her as my guest way back on episode 62, where we talked about what conscious parenting means to her. She is an advocate for children and families, and Lori is a parent educator, a mom to a young daughter, and also the founder of Teach Through Love. Super excited she was willing to come back on the show. Hi, Lori. Welcome back. Hi, Casey. Thank you for having me. Will you please remind the listeners a little bit about your journey of doing what you do? I sure can. Um, Gosh, what a journey, right? (laughs) It keeps changing. My journey is just being that misunderstood kid Mm -hmm. and and then and then having a kid and saying, oh, okay, what do what do I do now? (laughs) I had no plans. No, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared, but I knew that I didn't want to live the same I didn't want my child to live that kind of childhood that I have that Mm -hmm. I had rather 
Um, and although it was very blessed with material comforts, I didn't have any good relationships. And so I think I've just been creating because I am a creator. I feel like I'm an artist at heart. And so my work has never been really about just trying to like be this educator, but really just create understanding, create compassion, create connections, and now create products that, that help us communicate and be the kind of people and parents I think that we always hoped we had a lot of us and, and mm. want to be. Yeah. Well, I love that. Like coming from a place of feeling misunderstood and then really passionate about helping all of us to understand, right? Yeah, to understand our kids, to understand ourselves. Love it. Yeah, just, And just to live, like live. I grew up really miserable. Like I hate to say it, but I was an unhappy kid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go out in the world and I see unhappy families and it just breaks my heart because it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us, you know, we're living in such stressful conditions that maybe we don't realize that there are other options or we don't have community or it's just never been brought to our awareness. But I see moms and dads and kids struggling and they're unhappy and they're yelling at each other and they're and it's all misunderstanding. Like it, it's like not even big, big things or very small things that could be shift. It could be shifted into more positive actions if we just had a little more compassion for ourselves first and then we'd be able to sort of offer it to kids but yeah I'm a super sensitive person so when I go out into the world I really do feel and see all these emotions and people that are going on so just aside from my own personal journey I want a better world for my kid and and for everyone to just you know live in yeah the last time you were on we talked about what conscious parenting means to you. And since we talked, you have been busy, been creating and yeah, yeah, and created a really amazing new tool for families called conscious communication cards. And before we get into that, tell me a little bit about what conscious communication means to you. So I think conscious communication, I, my focus has always been on the way we talk to each other, just because that was my experience. It was very combative. It was very argumentative. I was always punished. So from when I think about conscious parenting, when when I thought about the ways in which I could help and wanted to help, that was where I focused on the things that we said to each other and the things that were left unsaid. Mm -hmm. So conscious communication, the cards really came out of people wanting to, like everybody says, you know, I understand this idea behind conscious parenting. I want to be empathetic. I want to speak with, you know, respect to my children. But how, what do I say? How do I say that? And everybody sort of had trouble translating and, and moving from blame, shame, judgment, and guilt mm-hmm. to being able to say the same thing, you know, setting the same boundaries or impo- you know, imparting skills and abilities that we want our kids to have, but not being able to do it in a way that was, I may have gone off on a tangent there and explained more, but for me, conscious communication is just staying present and speaking without blame, shame, judgment, and guilt. And that's how the cards came about. Yeah, I love that. And I really appreciate what you said about, I mean, because I think we say things with words and then we communicate messages, Mm -hmm. right? And so often with our tone, with our posture, 
Yes. With our intent. And, and it's amazing to me because just last night I was working with a group of families of preschoolers and we were talking about encouragement and, and encouragement versus praise. And I, I found myself saying, so make sure that you understand this is not language to manipulate an outcome that you want. That's not, that's not the, what's this is about. And if that's how you use it, you will be frustrated (laughs) because this is about being in relationship with another human being and offering an opportunity for that human being to begin to feel those qualities and skills and that power inside of them, that self, you know, that, that elusive self-esteem that we think we can just give to them, which no, we can evoke it. We can offer experiences (laughs) for them to discover it. Right. But I really appreciate that. And, and, and I find myself saying often, um, we're always sending messages and, and, and it's so amazing when we start to realize like, Oh, that was not the message that I meant to be sending. And our kids are really good at letting us know. It's true. So, but sometimes they're not, or sometimes they're afraid to, or we miss it, right? So yeah. when we're, I think that parents that are on this conscious path, yeah, we try to be aware. Mm-hmm. It's hard though. And yeah. we can, you can so miss things. And so if we could just hear it in our heads in a different way, then we can put it into our own words too. Yeah. And I like, you hit on it so clearly. It's like parents are always doing to the children to try to get them to be this idea of a good person or, you know, mm. grown into a responsible, independent, thoughtful, you know, whatever we want at the end. But it's not the doing to, it's not all the stuff we're saying and do. it's really letting them have this experience. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I have these angry feelings inside of me because I'm jealous that my, you know, brother gets to sit on your lap and I don't. Right. Like that's such a nuanced experience rather than just, you know, disciplining a child for, you know, whining or crying at your feet while you're trying to feed the baby kind of thing. Cause we can mm-hmm. simplify, right. We can so miss it and just feel like they're, ah, there's so much. You just, you just hit on that, that piece that letting them have that experience. It's yeah. sometimes like you need to move them out of their anger or out of their frustration. It's like, well, no, sometimes they just have to sit there in it. Right. Or just be, feel seen in it. Yes. Right. Yes. Just simply exactly. like, I, wow, you're so angry right now. It's amazing to watch a kid who's all full, right. Full of the tension and the rage and the rigidity. And to have, to have those moments where you say, man, you are, you're so angry about this and their little yeah. bodies just melt. Oh yeah. They're so the shoulders go. It's like, fi- yes, you see me just what you yeah. said. Finally, yeah. you see me, you hear me, you understand. I remember the first time I, I think I re- really was practicing when my daughter was very, very young. And I remember her looking at me like, wow, you get it. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it was suddenly not that she stopped her feeling Im- Im- immediately. She didn't stop the sadness or the anger or whatever it was, but it was this look of, understanding like she I got her and she was getting that I got her and that was such a feeling of just brought I think a peace to her and a relaxation that she's able to then find on her own so isn't that really just resilience that we get to to yeah bring them when we let them have those those feelings and see them in it and validate it for them yeah and then they get older and you say that and they're like yeah (laughs) 
my nearly 15 year old, but she's never been a big fan of my reflective listening and validation. She's just like one huge eye roll ever since like age three, but that's okay. <laughs> she's my teacher. She, she's she my knows teacher. She what? Yes. Right. They are definitely there to provoke us into our own you know, self-awareness even more. Yeah. And she, and for her, with her, what she really provides for me is a continuous practice and checking my agenda at the door. Because if I'm going to say, wow, you're really upset about this. I have to really go in open. I can't go in like, okay, I'm going to calm her down by telling her that I see what's happening for her. Like right, that whole, right, because right. she's like, yeah, She'll I am. Right through it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, teenagers, <laughs> loads of fun. Flash. <laughs> Flash to the future. So listening, well, okay. So before I get into listening, so um, this is really timely. And of course, a conversation that I've been having a lot with people in my membership and my clients talking about listening to understand rather than, especially, you know, if we're going to talk teenagers, which we'll see if we go there rather than to fix, judge, or convince them, right? So in this, like validating their emotions and seeing them, this is a practice that I have really been leaning into with my kids. What do you say opens up when we, when we really sink into listening to understand? This is so important. And I, as the mom of an 11 and three quarters year old she would say oh, those yeah. three quarters are very important she's almost 12 and oh, I yeah. totally she's switched now she's totally this very self-aware with and she always has been a you know very like a kid who knows what she wants but there's been like this little switch am I right is there like this switch that mm-hmm. goes on that says I am suddenly this very um uh, she's just an individual now that has a perspective that is so mature and I have to like every it's about everything. It's like, can I wear lip gloss to the winter concert? Well, I could say yes or no. I miss lip gloss days. (laughs) Right? It seems so simple, but it seems like something simple that we can either say yes or no to. And those are the rules. And that's Mm -hmm. be why, because I'm the mom and these are my rules and you don't need to. And I could convince her and do all this about yes or no. But more importantly, to really grow that brain. Mm -hmm. If I lean in to understand her experience, Mm -hmm. I get to know so much more about, about what it's like to be that almost 12 year old and trying on lip, lip gloss for the first time. Cause that's really what it's about for her is this new experience. And I think that when we don't try to understand first, we, we end up sort of missing, um, the fullness of the experience and their life and all of the little moments that add up to the, you know, the greater experience of their life. But it's in all these little, what could seem like inconsequential moments that I find it's the most important time to really understand. And not just when they're having like big feelings or, you know, issues with friends or things that we really think that we can help them through. Mm -hmm. It's like these little tiny Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt 
in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ertube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Just these, I don't know. I feel like I went off on. I answer your no. question. Yeah, and it's making me think of, I think so often too, like those little things. And they, again, I'm, I, I'm thinking of my own daughter who's a few years ahead. Is your daughter, is she sixth grade? She's sixth grade. Is that yes. middle school? It is. She's in, okay. a, in a, her school ends at sixth grade. So she, some of her friends went to like the okay. middle, middle school. So technically it is, but she's still in the same school. She's got been it. In got it. So, yeah. So like for on um, what's happening now for me is um, crop tops. Oh yeah. It's really fun. So, right. you know, the first response, yeah. The first response yeah. is hell no. Right. <laughs> I don't want people looking at your belly button. Right. You know, and, 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 and noticing that quick, right. Noticing that quick response. And, and it's all about fear, right. It's all about fear of her being judged or fear of me being judged or fear of her being like sexually assaulted. You know, we all go to like the worst case scenario Totally. and paying attention to that. So that for me, the practice is like, Oh, look at that quick. 
that's a perfect that quick response. I know yeah, of noticing that because you do you have an immediate judgment to, especially because it's something so mature. It feels like, and they're yeah. still, you know, it's like we have all of these ideas around it. But then, what's the message that we send them yeah. with yeah. our quick response that they weren't even considering yet, right? Because it's all our baggage and our conditioning that we have this idea I around know. what a, the crop top means. Yeah, and then and then we're trying to empower young women but how do we empower them without telling them that their clothes are are making them appear like it's such a there's so many confusing but that's oh my the gosh. thing like and don't it's we so hard so it's... much about our own understanding when we like when we dive deep into understanding instead of just yeah. reacting well and you know and to be honest before she left in her cropped sweatshirt which really only shows an in, about an inch between pants and sweatshirt however that's only when her arms are down um right. <laughs> I was like so keep your arms down and I said just remember you know that this doesn't give anyone permission to touch you and she was like yeah I know but I I, I couldn't not say it so I said it and she rolled her eyes at me and was like yeah I know mom I'm like okay great Good talk. Um, probably sent messages that I didn't mean to there and could have said a hell of a lot more and didn't. So I'm going to call know, it a right? win. I, I feel like that's a win. <laughs> right. And so that's the thing. It's not per like it's not about being perfect. Like, oh, did I say the perfect right thing? It's about continuing the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And and asking like my daughter's like the makeup thing is really big right now. So mm -hmm. and and then she, and she we already had sort of like this general guideline about when out in public would be like, I'm fine with her experimenting with things at home. And, mm -hmm. and so now she's trying to push this line, but it's, I'm wondering, or when I want to understand her better, I want to know why she wants to wear the, like, why do you want to wear the crop top out there? Like, what does that, and why do you want to wear the makeup? And maybe I don't say it as directly as that, but it's like, help, tell me more about what, what this does, like how it makes you feel or what you think, or, cause then it's, am I trying to be like my friends? Am I trying to be noticed? Am I trying to be like, we can go to the deeper need because it's not really mm -hmm. about the crop top, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe one kid is a super like fashionista and has all these amazing ideas and that's why what the crop top represents for them. But for another kid, it could be something completely different. Yeah. It could be a need to be recognized and maybe that's where we want to understand more so that we can help them make decisions right. that they're comfortable with. So it, it right. still goes beyond like the makeup and the crop top. And if, yeah. we, if we use conscious communication, it invites conversation. Yeah. Instead of just laying down the law and the limits, it still sets limits, but it opens up conversation and kids feel safe to have the conversations instead of feeling judged or put down or controlled. Because the minute my kid feels controlled, she starts to. Oh, yeah. React. It's over. Right. Yeah. I mean, any kid, really. But some are, are quicker or more obvious in their uh, rejection of that control. Some kids sort of, you know just simmer underneath and maybe sneak around. And some kids are like, oh, no, you don't right to your face. And I have like the, oh, no, you don't right to your face kind of kid. Right. I have that. And I also am really aware of not wanting things to go underground. Yeah. Um, and a few things have and they don't last long because she's not very good at underground. Um, and she has a great group of friends that call her out. But, you know, for the most part, and, and I going back to that listening piece, that conscious listening piece and having those conversations to understand, mm -hmm. just wanting to pull out of that, how important it is to not like, okay, com com 
conversations to understand does, is not the same as conversations where in the end you want them to understand your point of view such that they don't want to wear a crop top. <laughs> right, right. Like you said, the point's not to convince. Right. 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 And that gets, that can get point. slippery. Like sometimes we don't even realize what we're doing when we're doing it, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. we, yeah, that, you're right. And staying aware of our intentions and our, our agenda, like yeah. you said, she keeps you aware of your agenda. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Enough about the crop tops. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can really apply it to anything, you know, going to the mall by yourself. Yeah. Or to kids, I don't know if kids still go to the mall anymore, but we did when I was a kid. Or just these, you know, these when kids want independence, when they yeah. want to start making choices and we are the ones that say we got a whole, you know, sometimes we, yeah, we have to put the reins on and say, oh, that's not a choice I can let you make. Yeah. And sometimes we have to go, that's a choice you want to make. And I want to know more about what yeah. that's going to do for you, how that makes you feel, what it's, you know, that's. Yeah. Because definitely we have to be parents. Like obviously totally. we're not suggesting that we, you know, we let children make all the choices and it's always about understanding. There are definitely guidelines. But we have to, you know, really be aware of when it's our agenda of fear mm -hmm. is clouding their experience of, you know, growing into their own maturity and making good decisions. Yeah. And making bad decisions and learning from them. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that you said that because I think sometimes conscious parenting and positive discipline, positive parenting gets a bad rap because it's seen as one long negotiation. And it's, and I heard what you said. And sometimes the answer is no, I love you. And here's the boundary. Right. And even inside of that can be, tell me about, you know, tell me about how it makes you feel. Tell me about how we can make this work. What's the win-win, you know? So yeah, right. stepping up and in firmness is equally as important as connection. Exactly. And being okay when kids are mad. Yeah. Like not, if we get mad that they're mad about our decision, well then we're just like, yeah, we're just big crybabies, aren't we? Like yeah. that's it's like, why am I getting, I'm the adult. <laughs> I don't have to be upset that the child is upset, but you know, that yeah. takes a lot of self-care and compassion and self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Skill. And I have so. podcasts for that people. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody, just popping in to remind you that the 15% off discount for the Living Joyful Courage membership program is only available till the end of the month, and that is quickly approaching. If you are ready to seriously up-level your parenting journey and you're ready to do what it takes to invest, this is your offer. It is community. It is content. It is personal access to me as your coach along the way. Go to joyfulcourage.com slash living dash JC. That's joyfulcourage.com slash L-I-V-I-N-G dash JC to register, or just go to the Joyful Courage website and find it under offers on the navigation bar. Contact Casey at joyfulcourage.com with any questions. Excited to see you there. Um, so communication is both the listening and the speaking. So tell us about your cards. The cards are, so the cards are these. Um, I hear you holding them. I do. I'm holding, I'm trying to see like, what would I say about them first? 
there's so, so what I have done, the cards were just originally just sort of these ideas that I would post on the internet every week. And mm-hmm. then what we did was we had them redesigned to follow my uh, behavior model. So whenever we're trying to figure out what behavior was really motivating the behavior, I like to look to three specific areas, stress, skills, and support. So stress being, am I looking to help my child regulate? You know, are they, are they inflexible and reactive right now? They might be overwhelmed. They might need coping tools. So when we're, cause behaviors all have different, you know, root causes and it may be yeah. any combination of one of these things, but stress is one thing, you know, do I need to regulate this child first? Is that what my goal is? Mm-hmm. Skills is, am I trying to help my child build uh, an emerging skill, like paying attention, like young children don't have full, you know, uh, the full ability to really regulate themselves and stop yeah. their impulses and stay, you know, attentive for long periods of time. So am I trying to build that? Or am I trying to, I know that my relationship, like my child's resisting because our relationship is maybe been broken down somewhere. Like, you know, did mm-hmm. we have some arguing going on? So I, we look to those three different areas. So what I did is I, in creating these cards, um, I separated them into those three. They're color coded by stress skills and support. So mm-hmm. when we're trying to figure out a situation, we can kind of look to one of those areas. And then the cards are divided into two sections, the actual communication cards. Mm-hmm. The top section shows us the behaviors and the words that we want to avoid, things that we commonly hear. You know, why do I have to say that over and over again? Or can't you just follow directions? Yeah. How many times do I ask you? All that stuff that we, you know. All are, the stuff that sounds super familiar. Totally. You know, we either have said it or we heard it as children or both. So, and it tells us what to avoid. So sometimes we're like, well, I don't say that. But we know that. Um, or we, we say, I don't know what to say in those those heated moments. Mm-hmm. But the top part of the cards just tells us what we can avoid. So if what I'm about to say sounds like I'm blaming or making an assumption, don't say it. Mm-hmm. So we know to avoid challenge uh, challenging our kids, you know, with, you know, how many t- times do I have to tell you again? We don't really right. need an answer to that, right? So it doesn't really... Um, it doesn't serve any purpose. It's just sort of us getting our anger out. So that's what the top section helps us do, avoiding judgment and then showing us how punitive consequences or demands or whatever we're using, guilt, blame, it use, it ends up in a missed teachable moment. Mm. So then the bottom part of the card, there are examples of what to say, but also directions for what, because not every situation is going to call for some exact script. It's just impossible to, to do that. But what we can do and what the cards, what I've designed the cards to do is help us figure out our own words by giving us some guidance. So the directions will say things like, notice what you see without judgment, mm-hmm. share your experience, um, ask for contribution, Cure, be, you know, be curious, unconditional support. And then it will give you an example of things that you, that you can say. So if we're noticing something without judgment, it's not how many times I have to tell you to clean up this room, but maybe I noticed your clothes were left on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's like simple, state what you see without judgment. Yeah, I love that. We call that in positive discipline. This is just what we were talking about last night. We just call that descriptive encouragement and there's no judgment. And it could either be you put your clothes away or you didn't put your clothes away. But either way, it's simply seeing 
saying what you see. Yeah, exactly. Love exactly. It. So it really takes that negative tension out of the conversation because mm-hmm. we go in armed and ready right. for a battle. Our kids are pretty good at, at letting us, you know, well, either leading us into battle or letting us know that, you know, they're up for the fight. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the bottom section will show us how to shift our perspective and provides okay. ideas for what we can say. And then in the actual cards, I've also provided um, target cards. So those are, our, like I said, the stress support and skills. It shows you what you're looking for. Like, how do I know what the root cause is? Well, the target cards help you identify where that um, behavior is coming from. And then um, my five steps for peaceful conflict resolution, there's a card in there to outline that as well. So you can sort of know, like, okay, well, what do I do first? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm all, my kid is doing this. I don't know what to do. Well, take a moment and just breathe. Yeah. And get yourself centered, you know, practice mindfulness because that's how we go in and, and state what we see without judgment. Right. Yeah. And so I'll give you these five steps to help, um, just guide you in that process essentially. Got it. And so Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. So have you had, so some decks have been made. Have you had any test runs? What are the, how are the parents using the cards? What are the ways that they're using it? Like in the daily, is it have a conflict, sprint to the cards, shuffle around till you find what you need? So, <laughs> Which I could see as a really good mindfulness tool. Like, and I'm going to take out my cards. I know. You know, I think if you have like a young, a young child or somebody that's distracted, you might wander over to that pack of cards and pick them out. But I think that most parents, so I've been using 
doing these cards and giving them away as a PDF for years. People have been printing them from the mm-hmm. internet for years. And that's really how the cards came about. It was by other parents giving me the feedback. So some people would just post them around. Cause again, every situation, even though there's, you know, 45 dis- different scenarios on each card, mm-hmm. they can really be, uh, molded and applied to many different scenarios. So people will hang them on the refrigerator. And Mm -hmm. so they're kind of just like a quick go-to because it's, you know, you don't know what to say, but you look and you see, just share your experience or just be curious, you know, so, or prompt with a question. So instead of, you know, go get your shoes on, you might say something like, okay, we've got five minutes, where are your shoes? And we prompt the child to start looking instead of, you know, um, activating their, you know, stress response by yelling at them again, where are the shoes kind of thing. And so you might hang them on the fridge. Some people do sit with them at the end of the day and just sort of review them because they'll be inspired by, oh, this just happened today. It's kind of like, you know, you, you look at a card, you go, oh, where was this card five minutes ago when I needed it? <laughs> and so reviewing them at the end of the night just gives you ideas mm-hmm. to help shift your thinking. Because again, it's not about scripts. It's not about memorizing what's on the cards. It's about practicing and getting into the habit of approaching situations from a different perspective. Um, Like like you said, going back to the relationship, how do I keep this relationship intact? Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate that because I find, um, especially in the last couple of years, I've become really aware of the feedback around, yeah, I love your classes. I love this. I read this blog and this. And when I'm in it, I'm in it so fast that I forget about all the tools. And so what I'm hearing you talk about is, you know, a daily check-in, right? First of all, like that, having it front of mind as often as possible when you don't need it is only going to support you when you do. But also, you know, I've been talking about minding the gap. So the gap being the gap between the event or the experience, the challenging moment and Mm -hmm. our response. And it feels like a split second, but it is a split second and we can grow it. And what you said earlier, you know, finding your calm, finding your center, using mindfulness. And what I love about mindfulness is not the practice of it when I need it, but the daily ritual of it so that when I do need it, it becomes more available to me. Yeah. And it's definitely a practice and it's not something that if you are not, if you're a very reactive person or you're, mm-hmm. or you've been in a, a toxic, stressful environment for a long time, mm-hmm. it, you're not going to shift immediately into being emotionally available. It's yeah. just so I, I just want, and it doesn't mean you never can. It's right, just, right. I, I don't want parents to get frustrated thinking, oh, well, I can't do that. Well, how do you do? I just doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me or my kids. And right. it's, it, it takes a, you know, it takes time to repair relationships, to build connection, to calm ourselves, to learn, to stay present. But it really does get easier. If I can, as a testament to this work, I grew up with absolutely no real ability to Mm self-regulate at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what it meant. Mm -hmm. So, and now I'm so, I feel so capable and so empowered. And and my kid and I, like, I still yell Mm -hmm. and I still. Oh, we all like to hear that, Lori. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I'm like, that's why I do it because I need to practice it. But I'm so way better than I ever 
ever, ever would have been had I not been doing this work yeah. a long time before I even started parenting, thankfully, for my, my kid is uh, on the blessed end of that. But thankfully, I was doing this work before then because I didn't. I had no uh, real self-control when mm-hmm. I got angry like mm-hmm. that. So it's been a huge um, journey for me, and it's, it keeps me on my <laughs> – aware and on my toes because my kid will call me out as well and oh, being yeah. the sensitive being that she is um but I don't take offense to it now I can actually say you know what you're right and mm. take that time or re- apologize to her when it's necessary which I never heard as a kid nobody yeah. ever really apologized to me <laughs> right doing I- yelling or getting upset yeah and I'm 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 loving this piece because um for anyone listening, and I know that you're out there because you've sent me messages and posted in the group where it feels like there is no space and you are just this reactive, explosive person, know that, I mean, our brains never stop developing yeah, and we can always learn new skills and it requires a, a commitment and a daily practice and a choosing in and And it's not always easy. And even when you are in the practice, like you said, Lori, you know, you're still, you still have the not great moments. I still have not great moments (laughs) and, um, and the difference now being, and, and, and the different model that I'm providing is I own it. You know, I go back and I own it and I, and I make amends and I make repairs with my kids. And, um, and that too is important to model because, you know, I have, I, I know a gal who was telling me years ago about her husband's parents were, they never, they're just like these perfect people who never have any emotional outbursts and are always this joyful, happy, seemingly perfect, emotionally regulated humans. <laughs> and I thought, gosh, that must've been so sad for the child because like, what's wrong with me that I have all of these emotions and my humans, my right. people, my parents yeah. Don't. Yeah. So Confusing that's how message. I, that's how I make, that's how I make myself feel better is like they get, my children get the entire tapestry of human emotions modeled for them, including owning my shit when I fall apart. And, yeah. and like you said, it's fewer and farther between now than it ever has been because I'm committed to the practice. Yeah. So yeah. what are some things that you do? Like, what are some of your rituals, routines, that support you in your consciousness around parenting and humaning? Um, balancing my life is, I think, a constant learning mm-hmm. experience yeah. for me. Um, but th- when I'm not overworking and when I'm not uh, avoiding work because I don't know what else to do or it feels too overwhelming, yeah. that's when I'm like my best uh, human to interact with all people in general. Yeah. So for me, it's really about keeping that balance. I meditate a lot. When mm-hmm. I don't meditate, I feel um, edgy and I don't, and, and things, everything's just easier. I can take um, obstacles and conflict and it just rolls off my back as long as I meditate. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I've built up my meditation practice from like five minutes a day to almost an hour a day. And that's, oh, that's impressive. Over, <laughs> over probably though, uh, eight or nine year, maybe okay. five or six, maybe five or six year journey yeah. of, you know, meditating and then not and then stopping. And, but now if I have to do at least 20 minutes, but I usually try to do two sessions of like mm-hmm. 30 minutes a day. I love it. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll just turn on before I even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I'll pop in my earbuds and I'll do a meditation mm-hmm. um, because then I don't, cause I'm, I'm one, like if I'll start my day and I'll be like, ah, it's okay. I don't need to get to it. Yeah. But things go so much smoother for me. It's really, and maybe because I've been practicing for so long too, mm-hmm. it's the daily, it's all that daily mindfulness. So it's not necessarily things I do in the moment, right. but in the moment, if I have to stop myself, sometimes I'll be like talking to myself. I'll be like, I know I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have to stop but just walking out of the room, getting a glass of water or something, you know, just separating myself from what is overstimulating me and angering me at that moment is probably my best resource. Just walk away and keep breathing. Yeah. Um, we tend to stop breathing when we get into those moments. Yep. I hold my breath. I, I it's it, Those moments right, are right. like, it's like a huge yeah. inhale for me. I notice I'm like, <gasps> and then I don't breathe out. Right. And so our brains are told, I mean, we can't, we can't keep everything working when we're not breathing, right? Right. Everything needs to, uh, so those are some of my things, but I think just a daily practice of finding, you know, a balance so that you're not so overstressed. Now there's obviously stressors that we can't Mm -hmm. avoid and times that are going to be more stressful. Like right now, the holidays are like 750 million things to do and that can be really stressful or feeling like we don't have enough because of these times. It's also such a stress. I feel like on families at this time, um, yeah. we're, you know, feeling like we have to buy gifts and, or not everybody goes through that, but I think it's a, it's definitely something that the parents in my community, um, go through for sure. Well, yeah. Like even when the neighbor comes over with cookies and a card, I, 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 it's so kind. And then I think, gosh, darn it. Am I doing enough? Now do I have to make cookies? Am I enough? (laughs) I love you. I love you, Kendra, my next door neighbor. (laughs) All the yummy things that you send my way. Lori, I had the same feeling the last time I talked to you. We are soul sisters. I wish that you lived in my neighbor. I wish you were my other next door neighbor. (laughs) It's always so easy with you, my dear. Thank you so, so much for coming on and talking to me about all the things that we talked about. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? I I think my, let's just talk about my New Year's intention is really just to not do things that my heart doesn't want to do to really just find the joyful courage shall we say oh nice right to really be because I feel like you asked me one time what that means I was about to ask you again (laughs) I feel like it's evolving though so every year it'll be different and and it's just um or maybe it was the same. I don't even remember the last time what I said, but I feel like it's uh, to not not do anything because I feel like I should was guilted into it or because because then I'm not doing it because I want to do it. I'm doing it because I think less of myself and I'm trying to move out of any kind of victim thinking or less than thinking 
Um, part of the whole reason I do my cards is because I feel like we need to all up our feelings of self-worth mm-hmm. in ourselves as parents. And then, you know, what we, that's what we can offer to our kids. So that's, yeah. That's, joy- <laughs> that's, that's my- joyful courage. Love yeah. it. Thank you. Well, where can listeners find you, follow your work, find your cards? Where should they go? They can go to teachthroughlove.com or teachthroughlove on Facebook. We do a lot of, you know, posting and talking and chatting and videos and stuff on there. So easy to find on the web. Yay. And listeners, I'll make sure those links are in the show notes. Lori, thank you so much for taking time during this busy season to come and chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me back. Joyful Courage community, you're amazing. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Podshaper. Be sure to join in the discussion over at the Live in Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business page on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts or really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can view the current Joyful Courage swag over at the webpage, intention cards, bracelets, e-course offers, the membership program, one-on-one coaching. It's all waiting for you to take a look. Simply head to www.joyfulcourage.com slash yes. That's joyfulcourage.com slash Y-E-S to find more support for your conscious parenting journey. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way. Reach out, take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everyone is going to be okay. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.